Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Carmen Pugliafito, and I'm here today with Dr. Arshad Kanani of the Sierra Eye Associates in Reno, Nevada, also an adjunct professor at the University of Nevada, Reno. And uh, we're going to talk today about an interesting new treatment approach for diabetic retinopathy. Arshad, welcome to Retina Synthesis. Thanks, Carmen. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here and excited to share with you the results of the Kalahari study, the part A of the study. So the Kalahari study involved uh, an inhibition of plasma calocrine uh, pathway, which is a pathway that most retina specialists are not familiar with. We know all about v the VEGF pathway. Uh, can you tell us why plasma calocrine is relevant in diabetic retinopathy? Absolutely, uh, Carmen. So this pathway is independent of VEGF, and we know as physicians that we have patients who who get uh, anti-VEGF agents routinely, even monthly, and they don't show any improvement. So we know that there are other pathways that are active in patients with diabetic macular edema, and plasma calcarin uh, is one of those pathways. And we have enough preclinical data showing that it's a validated target for edema inflammation and prevention of microhemorrhages. And, and, and PCAL is a key driver, as I said, independent of uh, VEGF, in patients with diabetic uh, macular edema and activation of plasma calcarin and kinin pathway leads to the release of bradykinin and that's why you start to see leakage um, and inflammation. So the goal is if we can put a stop on this pathway, we may be able to help our patients with diabetic macular edema. So the study was really focused on eyes that had had VEGF treatment but were not doing particularly well. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct, Carmen. In this study, we actually were looking for suboptimal uh, responders. And, 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 and the way to look for is obviously is patients who have received a Flibercep uh, recently. And if they, they have not shown you know, improvement in their, their uh, edema, then we know that they have some other mechanism that is more potent like PCAL. So we included previously treated patients who had not respond did very well to a flibercep and, and they were enrolled in this trial. And again, we are uh, you know, looking at uh, this molecule uh, here, THR149, which is a very novel potent uh, uh, inhibitor of PCAL. So the goal was to see in the part A, if we can find the right dose. And then after that, the part B will be looking at comparing it to a flibercep. So a dose escalation trial. Um, how was it designed? So basically, you know, we had um, three different doses, 0 0.01 milligram, 0 0.04 milligrams, and 0.13 milligram. So in the phase one dose escalation trial, we, we saw different results in terms of anatomy and visual acuity. So we wanted to use three different doses in the same patient population and see which dose would give us the best BCVA improvement as well as CST uh, stabilization or improvement. So here we had patients uh, who had CST of 320 uh, or greater my in microns. We had vision of 73 and 39 letters, and they have to have received uh, or five uh, or more anti-VEGF injections. And as I said, a flibercept three to eight weeks prior to screening. And then these patients were randomized to receive one of the three doses, and they received uh, once a month dosing for three months. And, and we evaluated the visual acuity 
and CST every visit, obviously, but we wanted to see what happens a month after the last dose. And then they were followed for three additional months. And obviously we also were looking at safety because we wanna make sure we don't have a dose that causes inflammation. So let's talk about safety to begin with. How was it uh, inflammation a problem or not? No, not at all. There was no serious adverse events. There was no intraocular inflammation and all AEs that were reported uh, were mild uh, to moderate. So really there was nothing in there in, in terms of safety. Obviously the numbers were small. We had a total you know, cohort of 20 patients in this trial per protocol. So numbers are still small, but we didn't see anything um, concerning, concerning here. So what happened to foveal thickness and visual acuity? I think that's the bottom line. Uh, so, so Carmen, when you look at efficacy, so first thing we're looking obviously at, at BCVA gains. So at three months, so after three doses of THR149 in the high dose, uh, 0.13 milligram dose, we had mean BCVA improvement of 6.1 letters. Now, again, these are patients who are previously treated. So we are not expecting too much improvement, but we were surprised to see that we had gains of 6.1 letters and then at six months. So there was no treatment between three to six months. The same cohort had visual acuity improvement of 4.6 letters. So that's the high dose. The, the lower two doses didn't do um, as well. So I think just the visual acuity gains confirmed that the higher 0.13 milligram dose is the dose to take to part B. But also when you look at CST, interestingly, obviously these are previously treated patients if you don't treat them, they're going to get worse. So we didn't see CST reduction uh, with THR149, but rather stabilization with the 0.13 milligram dose. So good visual acuity improvement, stabilization of CST. And then we looked at each uh, of the patient in the high dose group to see what are the features that show response to this drug so that we can use those learnings in the part B. And so Reading Center did their own analysis and we don't have details of what they were really looking for. And they thought that two patients should not have been included in, in, the, in the trial, but they included it anyway. So if you exclude those two patients uh, with the postdoc analysis, the visual acuity gains are about nine letters at three months and they stay. So, so there's a lot of learning from this part A. Bottom line is that we found out the dose. Uh, the 0.13 milligram, which can help these patients get more vision. So does PKL uh, cause intraretinal edema and subretinal edema? Yeah, so it, 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 it's, it's, it's really indicated in inflammation and leakage. So absolutely, you're, you're looking at leakage. Now, the question is, you know, how much we are stopping leakage with this molecule and what is the reason we are getting, uh, you know, visual acuity improvement? I mean, those are the things we need to further further analyze but but you know the interesting part is that this is a patient population that's tough to treat and if we can help them gain vision i think this treatment could be a secondary treatment or an add-on treatment to anti-vegf uh, agents and that's why in part b carmen we are comparing it head-to-head uh, -head with the flibercep in the same patient population that's suboptimal responder to see if uh, you know, THR149 can have same or better efficacy compared to a flibercept. What would that study look like? So in, in that study, we have about 104 or so patients. And basically, patients will be randomized now to the dose, uh, you know, the 0.13 milligram dose that 
has been chosen based on part A, and then patients will receive monthly injection of either THR149 or a Flibercept times three, and then we'll evaluate them a month after their last injection to see if the BCVA gains uh, and an OCT improvement or stabilization is better, worse, or similar to a Flibercept. Now, again, this is a patient population that has been treated with a Flibercept in the past and, and to see if they continue to not respond or with three monthly injection, they get better. So we'll find out those answers. And of course, looking at safety of this in a larger population would be the key. Is that study enrolling now? Yes, the study is currently enrolling and the first patient in the Part B has already been dosed. What? Well, this is exciting. Um, we've been looking at alternative treatment approaches and so far, it's just been anti-VEGF or steroids. So this is a welcome. Yeah, absolutely, Carmen. The bar is very high, right? Where you, you're going against the standard of care, which is uh, anti-VEGF agents. Obviously, you know, with the approval of uh, frisimab, you know, the first bispecific antibody, you're adding on MOAs. But yeah, by itself, without VEGF inhibition, this is one of the very few trials uh, that are ongoing at the phase two stage to see if we can help our patients with diabetic macular edema. So Arshad, thanks so much for participating on retinal synthesis and we'll stay tuned for more results on PKL inhibition. Thank you. Thanks, Carmen. It's a pleasure to be here and I hope to see you soon.